Hey, what's up? It's DeHuff. It's an... <laughs> It's another episode of Da Huff Uncensored. Hope you're having a great day. Got a lot to get to, but real quick, make sure you hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Also, don't forget today's show is presented to you by the great people over at Sugar Fire in Westminster. I'll tell you more about them in a little bit, but guess what? As I release this episode, it's Christmas. Da Huff Uncensored on Christmas? Oh, it's a miracle. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> Hopefully you're having a great day. If you don't celebrate Christmas, happy Monday. <laughs> okay. Uh, but hopefully you're having a great day, no matter what you celebrate. Got a lot to get through. I'll go through some uh, holiday stuff that I want to pass along to you. I'm wearing a Santa Claus hat. It's it's my son's. So it's a little snug. So hopefully I won't get like some crazy headache. Then halfway through this, I'm like, Fuck. God, I hate Christmas. I son of a bitch, man. I'm so angry right now. But uh, right now I'm good. But I do have that dangly ball thing in my face. <laughs> Balls in my face. Classic Duff. <laughs> uh, it's funny. I As I'm, I'm preparing this episode, obviously the general theme is going to be is going to be Christmas ish. Right. And it reminded me of a long time ago. I, I want to say my wife and I had just got married. And my mom's like, hey, can we start doing Christmas caroling? And we're like, oh, okay, sure. Why not? None of us are trained singers, but sure. So it was my brother, his, his ex-wife, and then... And then my mom, my stepdad, and maybe somebody else, along with my wife and I. It was horrible. One of the most horrible holiday experiences ever. I, I feel so bad for the people that we went to their houses and we started singing. Because they're like, oh, it must be a choir. A church choir going around spreading cheer. Oh, fantastic. Please, yes, bless us with your, your beautiful vocals. And then it's like, Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Woo! <laughs> just complete nonsense and, and just trash. And people are like, uh, can we close the door yet? <laughs> it was so bad. We did it two years in a row. The second year, nobody wanted to do it. And then when the third year came around, everybody's just like, no, honestly, we shouldn't even done it uh, from the get-go let alone the second year. It was awful, awful. So I apologize to the people, the great people of Broomfield, Colorado. I don't know the year that it was that we did this, but we damaged your ears. We did, we did. Uh, rumor is that a lot of those people still have uh, yet to recover from the emotional damage that we created. Ah, <laughs> uh, so bizarre. This is also the first year as as parents that my wife and I have our two kids both of them know the truth now about Santa Claus so that's that's kind of bizarre that we're in that state we're in that that reality and and I've talked about this before we don't need to dive too deep into it but the whole idea of of lying to our children's from the, our children from the get-go is so bizarre it's like yeah we're gonna what better way to control your kids than to lie to them about some mythical 
man that comes into your home and gives you presents if you're good. But if you're not good, he's going to just stick a lump of coal in your stocking. It's Your stocking is like some giant sock that we hang above the fireplace. If you don't have a fireplace, we just stick it on the wall. It's fine. So bizarre. So it makes no sense. <laughs> it makes no sense. <laughs> Uh, in tomorrow's episode, I talk to my daughter and we discuss the the absurdity that is the tooth fairy as well. So that that's going to be an interesting one to listen to for you, for you because you're going to actually hear it from a child of going, yeah, it makes no sense. <laughs> it's disgusting. It's disgusting. And and before we get into more of the structured topics here, I remember. I always forget about this until Christmas, but I just remembered that the very first character I ever did on the air was for Christmas time. And I was with Scott Hastings and Alfred Williams, and we did Frank the Disgruntled Elf. And I was Frank the Disgruntled Elf. I don't have the audio of it. I might, but I just didn't bother to look for it. But I remember it was something I, I in my mind, because they're like, do an elf voice. And I'm like, eh, whatever. And I'm like, it'd be funnier if, because at first they wanted it to be just an elf. And then I'm like, it'd be funnier if he, he was disgruntled. And then I imagined he, he had like a cigar in his mouth. So I'm like, hi, I'm Frank. <laughs> yeah, happy freaking holidays. Stuff like that. So dumb. Where the fuck Santa? I didn't curse, obviously. But it, it was just, that was the first character I did. Now, hindsight, it was probably a bomb. But that's okay. That's that's most of my shows. <laughs> most of my shows. Just a complete bomb. Uh, essentially, diarrhea for the ears. You're welcome. But it, it is interesting. It's a little trivia question out there for you to pass along to people. What was DeHuff's very first character? On the air, Frank the Disgruntled Elf with Scott Hastings and Alfred Williams. There you go. You're welcome. So as we as we get deeper into this show, we're talking about, obviously, Christmas time in this whole time of the year. Did you know they have discovered that Chris, the Christmas period, this time of year, is associated with significantly increased risk of penile fractures? a medical emergency in which the erection-producing regions of the penis snap. Oh, my God! Why did I bring this up? I didn't read all of it <laughs> until just now. Usually, as a result of forceful bending during over-enthusiastic sexual intercourse. When you get hot and heavy, be careful. You don't want to bend that dung, Okay. That's a word of advice. Something that you can take away from the show today is don't bend your dick, okay? It's a problem. It's a problem. I actually know somebody that ha that happened to, and he said it was one of the most painful injuries he's ever had. Now, according to a doctor, Nicolas Pyroglides, oh, yeah, that's a, uh, I nailed it. <laughs> that's exactly how you say it. He's a urologist at Ludwig Maximum, Maximilian University of Munich. 
said this injury tends to occur during wild sex, particularly in positions where you're not in direct eye contact with your partner, such as the reverse cowgirl. Okay, just to give you a visual. The fractures are often heralded by an audible crack. No! Followed by severe pain, rapid loss of erection, and severe swelling and bruising. When patients present to the doctor their penis, it often looks like an eggplant. Oh, so that's what the eggplant emoji's for. It's for a fractured penis. <laughs> oh my God, that's horrifying. Horrifying. I'm going to ask the person that told me this happened to him. Be like, wait, did it look like an eggplant? And if he goes, yes, that's it. I've been just really racking my brain of what it looked like. <laughs> Boom. The eggplant. Scott, thank you so much. I can sleep easy now. Now, has, hospital data for 3,421 men who sustained penile fractures in Germany, because that's where this, this uh, study took place. So maybe this is only a German thing. Germans, quit having crazy wild sex and cracking your, your dick in half. Oh, my goodness. Uh, they said that the injuries happened between 2005 and 2021. And this is what the doctor said. If every day was like Christmas, 43% more penile fractures would have occurred in Germany from 2005 on. That's wild. So crazy. Got to be careful, man. I get it. But is that a... Wait, hold on. Ladies. I got a lot of ladies that listen. Ladies, is that kind of a badge of honor in a sense? Like you broke his dick. <laughs> like you did. Or are you just like, oh my God, do you feel bad? Like I imagine you feel bad, but is there part of you that is sitting there going, yeah, I wrecked his dick, man. He can't use it for a while. It is on IR, injured reserve, okay? Boy, I, I let's start a poll. <laughs> okay, guys, at your family dinner tonight. <laughs> hey, guys, ding, 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 ding. Grandma, listen up. If you fracture grandpa's cock tonight in wild sex, is that a badge of honor? And she's like, oh, yes, honey, it is. I've done it several times. Grandpa's in the corner like, <laughs> grandpa's drunk and can't use words now. Now, there's other ways that people get injured around Christmas time. And it's funny because, by the way, that penile thing, that doesn't, the, the stats just dramatically drop on, say, like New Year's, New Year's Eve stuff. It, it's like nobody's having crazy wild sex in comparison to Christmas time. So, so weird. But there's other ways people get injured around Christmas. Not sexually, but due to lights and decorations, a lot of people get burns and electrical shocks. I electrocuted myself the other day when my son and I were putting up the decorations outside. And I'm like, did you check to make sure that there's no busted bulbs? Yeah. And I'm looking around, and all of a sudden, ah, dang it. <laughs> he just starts laughing. I was like, dude, I just electrocuted myself. Let's just get rid of these. We're good. We're good. 
So it, it wasn't the end of the world. I got to be honest, that wasn't that bad of a shock. So I, I don't know. Those were plugged in. I stuck my finger on it on basically an exposed light bulb wire and it shocked me. It, it, it was equivalent. It felt like, like when you stick your tongue on a nine volt battery. So I don't know if I lucked out or are these people pusses that are like, I got electric, I got shocked. <laughs> and I'm like, it's like a nine volt battery. Or are these people like sticking their fingers or something into outlets? I don't, I don't know. I'm not an electrician. I just, I, I was surprised it didn't hurt as bad. It was just shocking, to be honest. Burning or cutting yourself while preparing the meal. I could see that, especially because you have the stress of preparing dinner for your family and loved ones, and maybe you're doing something that you don't normally do, or you're just, like I said, stressed, and you're not paying attention. You're trying to get everything prepared. Maybe you don't have as much help in the kitchen as you want, and then you're trying to hustle. Next thing you know, you either burn yourself, which is easy to do. I burn myself like once a month while getting something out of the oven or whatever. Or you cut yourself because you don't have sharp enough knives, which is like the number one cause of getting cut, cut is having a dull knife. So you need to make sure you have sharp knives. But it, it's easy enough to do those things. I've done those plenty of times. So you got to be extra careful with that. Also, this one's bizarre, but it makes sense. And to hear the statistics with this is pretty mind-blowing. The carbon dioxide in a bottle of champagne is under two to three times the is under two to three times the pressure of the air in your car tires and can shoot the cork out of the bottle at up to 50 miles per hour. If one hits you in the eye, it could rupture an eyeball. Oh God. Or detach a retina. Oh, that'd be horrible. I think that people get cocky with that and they think it's just going to, you know, pop out really easy. No big deal. But, you know, like they're saying, there's so much pressure in there and it, it shoots out at 50 miles an hour. You know, you get popped in the eye. That's that's horrifying. Oh, my God. Rupture your eyeball. That's horrific. Just point it at somebody you don't like. <laughs> be like, what'd you say? Uncle Dave, what the fuck did you say about my girlfriend? <laughs> like, I'll just think she's hot. Pow! Pop right in the eye. <laughs> oh, my God. Fucking uncles. Ugh, sick bastards. <laughs> oh, that's crazy to think about. So be careful with that shit. That one obviously trans translates into... New Year's Eve, people get getting a little tipsy. Next thing you know, they're not thinking when they're opening up a champagne bottle and then somebody gets drilled in the eyeball. Oh, gross. Here's something interesting. Apparently, the Merriam-Webster Dictionary <laughs> decided to go on Twitter and just go, let's, let's start digging through the names of Santa's reindeer. Some of them make sense, but the others, eh, not so much. All right, so this is, I'm reading from their tweets. There's Dasher, which means one that dashes. Kind of makes sense. Dancer, 
which is one that dances, and prancer, which means one that walks or moves in a a spirited manner. Okay, those are fine. Nothing too crazy with those. Then it gets weird. Vixen, a word that Merriam-Webster noted can be a female fox, uh, ill-tempered woman, or a sexually attractive woman. Santa? Huh? Huh? Ooh, look at my little vixen over there. Ooh, yeah. Who wants to deliver presents? Yeah, yeah, you do. Okay, so that's a weird one. Now, Comet, it's a celestial body that appears as a fuzzy head, usually surrounding a bright nucleus that has a usually highly uh, eccentric orbit that consists primar- uh, primarily of ice and dust and that often develops one or more long tails when near the sun. Okay, I guess that that's fine. He's flying, sure. Okay, now we get weird again. Cupid, Roman god of erotic love. Santa, what in the hell is going on? What do you got going on with your reindeer? Did Santa grow up in, like, Montana or something? Sorry if you live in Montana or grew up there. But let's be honest, it's a little lonely. All you got are your farm animals. Next thing you know, boom. <laughs> you're, I don't even want I was going to say, you're, you're, next thing you know, you're, you're up on a, on a step stool. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew reindeer were so tall? <laughs> it's really hard to get it in there. Oh, gross. Gross. Can't believe you said that. You guys are disgusting. I guess I've never thought about the names before. But, I mean, if somebody were to say, hey, name all Santa's reindeer, I'd be like, first of all, Santa's not real. And two, no, (laughs) because I don't. I I honestly didn't know uh, or just forget Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid. So that's six. Isn't there more? I don't know. I don't know all of them. Whatever. That's that's what I saw from uh, Merriam-Webster Dictionary. I thought that was funny. And, and it is one of those things you're like, okay, when you break it down like that, it really ruins Christmas. <laughs> it does. You know, not not a giant fat guy that squeezes down a chimney and breaks into your home and eats... Uh, cookies and milk and then gives you presents unless you're a dick then you don't get presents but I I just you know maybe that ruins Christmas (laughs) but it is funny we've talked about that before the idea of what Christmas is supposed to be is supposed to be celebration of the birth of Jesus Christ all that stuff and it really has been, been ruined by Santa Claus I literally it has lost its meaning. There's more people that I run into that if you say, well, you're not, we're not doing presents for the kids this year or something like that. They're like, well, that's, are you sure? That's, that doesn't seem like a nice thing to do. I bet they're sad. Guess what? The kids aren't, they're happy about it because we're going on a trip instead. Oh, how about that? How about them apples? We're still giving them a gift. It's just one thing instead of a bunch of miscellaneous toys that they don't give a fuck about five minutes after they open. 
Okay. Santa Claus has ruined Christmas. And and I don't see that changing anytime soon because it's a runaway train. It is rolling down the track and nobody's going to be able to stop that thing. Nobody. So the fact that, you know, it, it takes something that was originated in impurity and, and just kindness and stuff like that. And it's just been commercialized. It's pretty disgusting when you think about it, whether you believe in, in Jesus and in, in religion and all that stuff, no matter what you believe, you, if you take a step back, you can realize, geez, it, at least at its core, it was originally about being peace, love, happiness, being with your family. And it's just, it's lost that. Whoa, look at me. I'm on a soapbox. All right, everybody. This is why Santa Claus is actually the devil. <laughs> he's wearing red, and he's jolly, and he's looking at you while you sleep. Oh, shit. And if, you're, if you do what he says, he's going to reward you with gifts. Holy shit, Santa. Wait, rearrange the word, uh, the letters. Santa, Satan. Oh, my God. Oh, my God, Santa Satan. Let me into your house, kids. <laughs> or we're at a grocery store. Hey, who wants to sit on Satan's lap? I mean Santa. I mean Santa. Shit, that was close. <laughs> that was close. <laughs> anyway, we got more coming your way. But first, Sugar Fire in Westminster. Legit barbecue. When you go and check out Sugar Fire in Westminster, off 144th and Orchard Parkway, right next to Snooze, on the south side of 144th. You're going to see what I'm talking about, how legit the food is. So freaking delicious. And if you follow them on social media, at Sugarfire Westy, you're going to see what Chef Clint and his crew post every single day for their specials. Amazing food. Amazing food. Just the, and, and what's crazy is like they don't fancy it up just for the picture. When you go there and you order your food it's it's like you're you're on some cooking show you're like this is fantastic it's so beautiful and it tastes amazing they have amazing entrees amazing sides even the sauces are top notch barbecue sauces oh my god it's so so beautiful whether it's for date night whether you want to take the kids out for a special evening just a, a great place to go get some great food or maybe you want to hang out at the bar and watch some football or or whatever. That's the place to go. Sugar Fire in Westminster. Go check them out, 144th and Orchard Parkway on the south side of 144th, right next to Snooze. It's Sugar Fire in Westminster, reinventing barbecue every single day. I saw this, and at first I'm like, that's gross. But, but as somebody that used to work in grocery stores, in restaurants, it's not as gross as you think. There's a woman who dumpster dives for food. There's actually like a whole subculture of people out there that do this. And the reason why is pretty jaw-dropping. We as a country just throw away so much food. There's so many rules and regulations when it comes to produce, uh, meats, and etc. that... Once it gets to a certain date, you got to throw it out. If it doesn't look appealing, you got to throw it out type of thing. 
This lady spends about $90 a month a month on groceries because she mostly does dumpster diving to get her food. She'll go and get other things if needed if she can't find a good deal or or can't find anything in the in the dumpster. But if you ever worked at a grocery store, you know what I'm talking about. There's a lot of times and I can't remember what they they call them, but um there's there's like when I worked at Safeway, there was a, a whole area, a guy that was in charge of it, or a lady, I can't remember, that was in charge of these. And if they were slight, slightly damaged, they had to document it and then throw it away. And that, that would happen all the time, whether it's from customers or employees or when they're trying to stock the shelves, something happens and, and something gets damaged. Then they got to toss it. Well, if you know what you're doing and you're dumpster diving, you can go and do you can go into the dumpsters if it's exposed and you can go in there and get some honestly just wash it off good food it's it's really bizarre would i do it no not unless i was in a position of needing to do that but i i, I hope to never be that way and i don't plan on doing this regardless but that being said i can't i can't really judge people that do this because it does make sense. I remember like when I worked at Quiznos in Boulder. Wait, not Boulder. It was it was another location. Somebody somebody would take the butt ends of the bread that we we had at Quiznos, save them up and then take them to the homeless shelter. Well, somebody ratted them out and they weren't allowed to donate the food anymore because it was against health regulations or something like that, even though it was just food that was going to be tossed in the garbage. So this manager who was doing a great thing in my mind was taking all these little ends of bread, perfectly good bread, putting them in a big bag and taking it over and the the shelter would use it for rolls and stuff like that. And they're, they're feeding. And then somebody found out about it, and then they were forced to stop. How ridiculous is that? God, we're such a screwed-up country sometimes. But anyway, going back to this original story, as of three years ago, this lady who dumpster dives is kind of making headlines because that's how she prepares her Christmas dinner. Now, part of me is very accepting to this. And open to it. The other part of me is just like, how good did she clean these apples? You know, I know that sounds gross and like kind of fucked up, but like if a rat was on it and it's in, you know, you know, has some sort of disease and it starts chewing on it, does she just cut off that piece or what? And and how healthy is that? I'm not a scientist. I don't know if that's good or bad. But it's interesting. I don't know how you would react if you found that out. Would you want to know before or after? Be like, that meal you just ate, 100% from the dumpster. Be like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> you would, what? Are you kidding me? You just ruined Christmas. <laughs> but if it tastes good and you don't get sick, I guess it's fine. And it depends how long it's sat there. It depends on... What was the reason they got rid of it? That's the thing. You're you're dumpster diving 
you don't know why it made its way into the dumpster. Did somebody spill chemicals on it? There's a lot of weird shit that can happen at a grocery store. Somebody had it in their their cart, maybe a thing of bleach or whatever spilled all all over it or whatever. I mean, that can't be good for you to consume bleach and, and whatever. So there's a lot of possibilities of why it could be in there. Maybe somebody stuck an apple up their ass. I don't know. Or a carrot. Carrot seems more logical. You get, you get it up there, then pull it out. Apple? Eh. <laughs> Probably not a good idea. It's the reverse pig. That's what we're doing. <laughs> so, so bizarre. I don't know. How would you feel if you found out you just consumed a meal completely funded by a dumpster? I want to say I'd be fine with it, but I don't I don't know if that's 100% true. I might get a little upset. And part of that is how much do you trust the person that just made the meal, right? I don't trust a lot of people, except for you. Everybody else, mm-mm, they're shady motherfuckers, okay? So I think it was Uber Eats put out a list of their most frequently ordered things and bizarre things from 2023. Now, apple pie was the most frequently ordered dessert this year, with nearly 2 million of the items delivered nationwide. Huh, okay. Now, some bizarre combinations were like seaweed and pasta sauce, gobs of wild gushers, or classy indulgences like lobster tail with apple-infused whiskey. I don't think I've had whiskey with apple. I told you the other day I had one with maple, and that was okay. Now, Americans have routinely requested no onions on their food orders, while there was an increase in requests for hot sauce, which was the top condiment this year, per the report. Now, some requests were unexpected, and and some some just pretty bizarre. Like here's here's a unexpected pairing: steak and jelly. Now, what I want to know was the jelly on the steak, and is that something that we're missing out on? Is it that delicious? Uh, here's my thing with steak: steak. Mm, I don't like putting sauce on it. I really don't. It's usually salt, pepper. Maybe a little bit of garlic. That's about it for me. But maybe I'm missing out. Maybe there's some other uh, recipes that would be phenomenal. Cottage cheese and mustard. I'm assuming these are all mixed together. That's disgusting. I have cottage cheese upstairs and mustard. I'm going to try that. (laughs) I'm going to start puking my guts out. Condensed milk and avocado. Why? I already said seaweed and pasta sauce. Seaweed's not that bad. That's that's underappreciated. If you like sushi, you realize seaweed doesn't taste bad. It's pretty good. Butter and pickled onions. Mm, I don't know about that. Don't know. Now, some interesting food and drink pairings also made the list, including ribeyes and vodka. <laughs> yeah, let's get a ribeye, some vodka, 
Let's just let's just eat and drink our memories away. Cheeseburger and a frozen margarita. <laughs> that makes sense. That sounds delicious. Chicken and frozen pina colada. Okay, I like that. Lobster tail and apple whiskey, like I just said. And tamales and daiquiris. Ah, I like that one. I like tamales. Oof, oof, oof. Those are good. I don't eat those enough. I need to find a good place to get good tamales. And I'm sure there is around here in Thornton, but I just, I haven't dedicated the time necessary to, to figure it out. But there you go. A lot of great stuff on that list. I don't use the Uber Eats, especially after this year. We talked about it with all those stories coming out with whether it was uh, Grubhub or DoorDash with people just being gross. That one guy that was eating, he was mad because he didn't get a good tip, so he decided to eat the guy's Taco Bell. That bugs the crap out of me. And then also that one guy that was driving refused to take a break. And he had a cup of urine next to the delivery cup of of milkshake right next to to the order. And then he accidentally delivered the cup of urine to the customer. The customer drank it, which is disgusting. Go back and listen to that one. That one's just, ugh. <laughs> ooh. No, thank you. No, thank you. Pretty bizarre stuff. So I, I, I have a hard time with that. Plus, throw in the delivery fees. I don't feel like paying 30 bucks for a $10 meal. <laughs> it's, you know what I mean? Like $30 surcharge, all these charges, tip, whatever. And it's like your, your simple request ends up being like 50 bucks for like a dinner for two. And it shouldn't, and it's like from Taco Bell. <laughs> that doesn't make sense. I'll just go over there and pick it up. I, I don't even pick up my, I don't even get delivery anymore for, pizzas i'll just go pick it up i don't i it's not that far from my house there's multiple locations whether it's pizza hut Domino's, or little caesars i'm just gonna go pick it up that way i don't have to uh, again i'm cheap but it's just also it doesn't make sense to pay for somebody to do something that i can do myself so there you go <laughs> there you go and don't forget to get that ribeye and vodka for christmas that's the other great thing that like last year and I and I'm I guess I'm missing out on it now when we used to put out milk and cookies for Santa. Now last year I had I convinced my daughter that Santa really liked whiskey and cookies. And I said it was a big lie that he he was lactose intolerant. <laughs> or it was a big lie and that he's lactose intolerant. And she's like, okay, makes sense. So was, I'm, I'm drinking it anyway. Now I can't get away with that. <laughs> now now she knows the truth. So, oh, well, it's fine. It's fine. Hey, thank you guys so much for listening. If you believe in Christmas and celebrate Christmas, good for you. Have a great, fantastic day. And remember, ultimately, what the true meaning is of a holiday like this is love. And make sure you go out there and try to spread as much love as possible uh, with your pants you know, fully on. So, and if you do take off your pants to spread some love, make sure you don't break your dong. Okay. It's apparently a, a serious problem in Germany. The Germans are like, Oh no, I broke my cock. 
That's not even how Germans sound. Hello, I am from Germany. <laughs> that is not it at all. Not it at all. I'm an angry German. That's no, that's us. That's Austrian. <laughs> I'm Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know I'm angry. <laughs> anyway, you guys have an amazing day. No matter what you celebrate, have a great day. Be safe out there. Thanks for listening. Make sure you subscribe. And big thanks to Sugar Fire in Westminster. Go support them if you can. They're at 144th and Orchard Parkway on the south side of 144th. Just an amazing group of people that make an amazing product that you got to go try. It's to Huff Uncensored. Have a great day. And I'll talk to you next time. Let's keep moving forward. Later. I totally screwed up my out cue, but you're welcome.